Hello, friends. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. And today, I'm so happy to have with me uh, Stan Unze. Welcome to the show, Stan Unze. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so good to have you. And congratulations on your many awards. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I feel so honored to have you on the show. And um, I mean, and I can't wait for you to share with us, um, you know, um, those um, inspiring stuff, you know, about your career, your faith in God and your marriage. Many people mm. know you, but I believe they want to know you deep down. They want to know what you represent, you know, in terms of mm. your Christian faith you know, uh, marriage and your career, you know, and that is what we're talking about today. And I feel mm -hmm. so honored that you're on the show, you know, to do this with me. Uh, I, I don't take it for granted at all. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. Um, before we start, you want to say hello to your fans. I know a lot of them will be waiting to, uh, you know, jump on this episode. <laughs> hello, Inzerians worldwide. <laughs> Yeah. Again, you know, my Thank wife you asked me to tell you that she's a Nigerian too. <laughs> yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes, so. <laughs> so we are yeah. building such a great community worldwide. It's so, it's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have such a great following of people that just love us and just mm. want to see us win and just want to see us get anything. I mean, it, it has taught me so much in such a little time. That is, there's my people will say, Igwe Igwe, like their strength in number. You wow. know, they were very, okay. the Nigerians were very instrumental to my AMVCA winning. Mm -hmm. You know, from our channel, I know there, there are lots of advices I get for just from listening to people share their own conversation and share their own thoughts on different issues. Um, yeah. so they, they, we're a family. Um, in our community, and it's it's so it's so amazing. I just want to say thank you to all of you that just awesome. keep supporting our brands and just keep hanging in there and just keep praying for us and watching us win. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. I think I'm also an Nigerian because actually yes, now you are. <laughs> yes, you're an Nigerian. Uh, uh, awesome. awesome. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, it, it's so nice, and I love the fact that you're building the community of people who love what you're doing, and mm. you know, and all of that. And it's so good, it's so good to have somebody who represent God, you know, in you know, in the spotlight, mm. and also keeping it down, you know, in the home. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, and I, and I thank God for your life. Um, okay. um, all right, so um, you know, I, I would like us to talk about your Christian faith. You know, how did you come mm. to know about? Uh, about Jesus, how, how did you start a relationship with, with with God? You know, briefly. You know, I heard about Jesus plenty times. I, I mean, right from Sunday school back back in in as little as I was when we were in Ilori, like like six. At least that's when I knew. Like when I knew, I I can say that I I I could be somewhat accountable for myself. You know, but on and on, on and off. I gave my life to, to, to Christ the first time and that was secondary school. I would have been wow. in my GSS, GSS 3. Um, I was about um, 12, 13. But I'm going to say that my relationship, you know, like you're giving your life to Christ, yeah? Um, and then it used to be like almost every other month, whenever they, there's an altar call, you're wondering where you will be like, but, the life where you give before, whether I know they Jesus hand again, you are going to give it again. So 
it was almost like that on and off until until 2010 between 2010 and 2011 um there's a program my church does um it's called camp it's like a camp meeting i worship with Domin dominion city and we do like a camp meeting program like every year so this particular camp meeting i was just tired of the norm i was a christian but i was living in sin i was a christian i was dabbling into so many things you know i was in the choir and i was not living a holy life you know how you know that you are not there Mm -hmm. And you know, we just say, oh, grace. So, but even um, it's Peter that said, may we continue in sin that grace may abound. Mm -hmm. So, I got to, a, I had to get to a place in my Christian faith where I wanted to be serious with God. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that that's when I genuinely got my salvation, you know, yeah. when I decided that this journey, I want to, I want to even play my own part. I want to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. All that has been, provided for us on the cross of Calvary. I want to start being yeah. a beneficiary of it. I want to be a beneficiary of divine health, of, of provision, of, of acceptance, you know, all that. And I remember that I had a very profound experience prior to that time, that was, in, that was in 2011. Prior to that time, I would just speak in tongues because of the sake of it. You know, ah, did they speak in tongues? But you know, when you get to your point in your Christian, it's like, if this thing works, can I experience it? Mm. Can I genuinely experience it? And I remember then there's this uh, uh, pastor in the university, Reverend Oyeks. They say, ah, if Reverend Oyeks lay hands on you, you must speak in tongues. I say, oh, perhaps. Let me get a new down so that she can lay hands on me. You know, we had all these <laughs> very wrong notions. Then I had this friend, because it was camp meeting, yeah? So we had like, we in, in rooms. So that mm. particular night, I know that he said to me that you don't even need Reverend Oikes to lay hands on you. This thing is available to you here. If you yearn for it, if you want it, you will experience it. And that's how God is. I remember I did water baptism. I just wanted to take it seriously. I did water yeah. baptism that day. And that night, I wanted to genuinely have an encounter with God. You know that day, that time in your life where you say, the Jacob experience. I will not let you go today unless you touch me. So it started with that very big boarding and hunger. Mm. You know, that day I didn't, I just noticed that what happened to me that night is that I was just very hungry for the things of God. You know, I had such a great encounter. I didn't start speaking in tongues that night. Though. It didn't even happen that night. You know, the next morning session, because it was a, that was a Sunday night. Morning session was, after that session, we'll be back to town. Yeah, we did that morning session. I was on the floor. I was hungry. I just wanted to continually pray. I noticed that when I got back home, I became like an evangelist. I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I bought that. That's what happens when you get the fire, right? Um, I had I had this insatiable urge to just want to be in the presence of God. I don't go waiting. They say midweek service don't reach. I don't rush the good church. I wanted. I would look forward to my devotion every morning. That four a.m., five a.m. to just come and be in His presence. So there was this one in, in, in that week, yeah. I think it was on the Tuesday, I will not forget. It was on the Tuesday. So I came back from camp meeting on a Monday, ended on Monday morning. I came back to Lagos on Monday. It was Tuesday now. And for my church, they did, they, we usually do our midweek services on Tuesdays. Okay. So around, I think, two ish, I had a sister, my, my youngest sister has like cerebral palsy. 
So she's um, she was in the room and I, I, I went, I, I felt led to lay my hands on her to pray. And as I laid my hands on her, I just noticed I was speaking in strange tongues. As in, you know, I, I couldn't really, and this is not me thinking about it, right? This is not me even saying I want to do it. I was speaking in strange, I wouldn't forget my first set of tongues. It was So from praying with her, I entered my room. I shut the door. I was on the floor, just blasting. I went to midweek service that day. So that was, I, I like to think that, that that was my own experience of genuine Christianity as to just going to the altar to give your life to Christ. Nobody even had to call any altar call. I just wanted to experience this thing that they say is real. I mean, my pastor will always put it this way. If divine health, if divine health is real and you're not experiencing it, how do you know that it's real? Like, mm. how do you know that Jesus really died for these things? if you haven't experienced it. So that's what I made up my mind to do. And ever since then, I've had some low moments, some, oh, I want to backslide moment. God, hold on to you, you know? So, but that, that was when I had my own genuine, you know, experience, yeah. Wow, great stuff, great stuff. And just anybody wondering out there, you know, it's possible, you know, when I ask the question, like, how did you come to know the person of Jesus personally? Most persons will be like, of course, I know Jesus, right? It's not enough mm -hmm. to know Jesus by the letters. Mm -hmm. You know, it's also mm -hmm. talking about you having a relationship with him here. Yeah? And that's what, um, you know, Stan just sort of described for us, you know, his own personal story. And I'm happy you also talked about the fact that even afterwards, you know, it hasn't been rosy, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Challenging, yeah. you know, but God is faithful, you know, to mm. us to keep us, you know, along the line. Um, you know, beautiful story. Yeah, thank you so much. And I mean, just to also encourage somebody out there, you know, you don't, you know, this thing is is real, right? And you know, we're not just talking about what people say or what people, you know, what you read. It is real. You know, the real life. Mm. I mean, God is possible, and you as well can experience it, right? Beyond. You know, um, you know, the whole cliche and all of that. You need to have this personal relationship with God and it transforms your life genuinely, right? Thank you once again, um, you know, Stan. Okay, now let's talk about, uh, you know, um, after that experience and all of that, uh, you know, your own person, how, how has it um, sort of impacted, you know, the way you see your career as a person? You know, you are a movie star, you know, <laughs> but how has your faith in God impacted on your career life? Yeah. Okay, I, 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 um, I don't have a career outside of Christ. Mm. Like everything, everything I'm doing now is set on the on the foundation of Christ. Um, I mean, I never used to be this famous. I never used to have all these awards I have now. I've been acting professionally since 2009, um, so. I met Christ. I, I became serious with Christ even while I was in Hollywood, um, and 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 it's been it's been quite a journey for different stages. It's been you know constant obedience to His Word to now make what we know as the brand standards today. So my faith in God has impacted my career so much. And um, I think it's been very instrumental to my speed. It's been very instrumental to my character. I mean, it says by, by their fruits, we shall, you shall know them. You don't know who is a believer or who is a Christ-like just by him saying, oh, 
I'm a Jesus baby, hashtag Jesus boy, put Jesus on your DP. Uh -uh. It says by their fruits. So it tells me one thing, yeah, the best way I can preach the gospel to anybody is living the gospel. The best way I can prove to a producer or to my fellow colleagues that I'm Christ-like is by showing up to set on time, is by talking to people nicely, is by being patient in situations that would require my busting out and saying, don't how dare you, you know, it's by, you know, not doing those things that the regular stars would naturally do. And it's by character. So constantly throughout my journey as an actor, it has been God that has been fashioning the sort of star that I am, that has been molding and harnessing me to be that person that he wants me to be. So it's been concurrent. I, I mean, there's no, I don't have a career outside Jesus. Um, you know how they would say, what would Jesus do in every situation? That's literally yeah. what I would do, you know, because you would agree with me that the entertainment business, like the you're being a, you're in the wolf business, you are in the den. It's hard yeah. to to keep your faith. It's hard to be a believer, or or it's easier to maybe go to church on Sunday, and by the time you're leaving church, you're dusting your shoe, say this one is church. Let's get <laughs> into the world. I mean, it, it's it's supposed to be a lifestyle, right? So that is how. Um, that's how Jesus has been very instrumental to my journey thus far. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not as easy. So there are times I feel like busting out. There are times where I'm cranky on set and the go-to <laughs> thing feels like, ah, make, give them, make them no say you be star. Or, you know, but you constantly have to remind yourself. I know that there are times, and that's what how I do that is that I, I constantly no I, I don't allow the oil run dry, you know. So daily devotion with Christ, study of the word, that not with blessed on the commodity yesterday. By the time you get to your devotion in the morning, yeah, they help yes, you cite some back, you know. So it's a constant <laughs> fellowship. So in constant fellowship, we become more like Christ and it becomes now supposedly seems easy. Yeah, yeah, it is in that constant fellowship that you get to put yourself in check. I mean, that is a fantastic, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, perspective. Uh, so now I'm going to ask you this, Stan, because I know a lot of your mm -hmm. fans will be really, um, you know, um, yearning to hear um, your response to this question. Is it possible to, I know, yeah, to you, it's possible to be a Christian and, you know, still be, you know, in the kind of career you are in. Well, mm. what would you find? Uh, have you have you ever found yourself in a situation whereby you were denied a, a role because of your faith? Uh, yeah, a couple of times I've had to say no. And so nobody's denying you the role. It's okay. you that is saying no to the certain things that you are seeing in this role and you're saying, mm, mm, mm. I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to do that. And after a while, it just sort of happens that there are some the people that will probably not contact you anymore. They say, oh, Stan, you know, go do it. Stan, mm, Stan. Mm -hmm. So it's some I don't even know about, but because of the stand I have in this industry, some people will not bring some certain things to me. Um, so it just sort of, it, 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 it helps when you announce yourself when you get, come to a certain place. Like I come to a set, I announce that I'm Christian. And it's not by saying, oh, I'm a believer. It's by the sort of life you live even there. It's by yeah. just saying as little as, oh, can we pray in the morning before we start? It's, it's as little as somebody swears and you say, oh, please don't do that here. 
you know, is in those very little things. And um, they can just tell, you know, in the way you speak, in the way you carry yourself, it's character. So you attract what you are. So I naturally, there are things they will not bring to you because of the stand you have. Uh, so it's sort of just being, I'm not saying it's not, it's not a walk in the park. Like for instance, I, I don't drink. And this is not to say that it's bad to drink or anything, but because I'm not, I, I don't drink, I would not promote like an alcoholic brand. So I've had times when people say, this one is huge. It is maybe we need to, we're going to shoot the commercial in SA for so, so and so brand. I'm like, no, I don't do alcohol. They're like, what? You don't do alcohol? So there's this one, a manager from Nigerian Brewery said, oh, we're trying to reach you. I'm sending your number to her. Just that I don't drink. And it's shocking to them. I don't do betting. Like, okay, for instance, they had, so I had people, tons and tons of people say, oh, we want you to influence. Their, their brands like, I naturally cannot influence from. And you'll agree with me that even that gives us more money than, than mm -hmm. acting. Because all I need to do in my house is take, take one person and say, see, airport is working. I'm using it. Wow, so clear. Noise cancellation. I collect money. I post it on my page. Yeah. As to set, you go wake up in the morning. And I do it from a comfort of my, my home. But when I'm shooting a proper film, I wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I have to shower so that I can get to set by 7 or 8. You know, that is more rigorous. And yeah, so it's easier money. But there are things like brands I can't promote. There are brands I can't be associated with because of my faith in Jesus. And I make it known to you, oh, I don't do this, I don't do that. Some people feel disappointed. Uh, they feel like, oh, a brand, my stature, a best actor in Africa, to be able to do one or two, yeah. But I say, if you have Fanta, bring, I will drink. If you have uh, that, yeah, so. Wow, great stuff, great stuff. I, I love the way you emphasize character. I love the fact mm -hmm. that you also, uh, mentioned that people should know you for who you are, not just um, by the name, but by, you know, by the, the character. By living it, yeah. yeah. By living it, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really beautiful. And, and I love the fact that you're taking your stand, right? And, and I did this is actually an encouragement to probably aspiring Christians who want to come into, you know, Nollywood or, you know, uh, and they, they're just wondering, like, is it possible for me to keep my faith while I do, you know, acting? And I mean, this is just, a very good response to them and an encouragement yeah. to them. Uh, thank you so much, Stanley. Um, so now, uh, you. About, you know your your awards. Um, let me ask you: Did you did you at some point see this coming? You know, or did you visualize it? Did you were you confessing it? I mean, and now it's a reality, or you just you just stumbled on them? Okay, um, so I just show you. My, um, our vision board real quick. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. So this is what, so this one says, lesson Jessica Obasi, that's my wife. Uh, is the wife of AMVCA 8th edition winner, best actor. This was before we wow. won the AMVCAs. Wow. Okay, this is, and there's Paris on our vision, but we were just in Paris recently. We wanted to go to Santorini. It didn't happen. Um, this is my wife, Pops. And this, you know, like, this is just like a glimpse to the kind of thing. So, yes, we talk about it, we dream it, we think about it. Um, that's not to say it happens 
um, the way you want it or exactly as you, you want. I mean, I've thought about my AMVCA for years, right from 2013. Every time there's a nomination, I'm looking out for that list and hoping my name will be in it. Um, year after year, I'm hoping that I will do a movie that can put me at par with the other people that might be nominated, that will give me a chance to get a nomination. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's something I've always dreamt of, it's something I've always thought of, it's something I've always said. But to be honest, at some point, I stopped looking at the awards as they're looking at just being, being a great actor, because mm. what the award is, is like icing to the cake. Yeah. So I think it can be a bit distracting when you focus on the accolades. So I, I, I got to understand at some point that focus on the work, do the work. If you do good work, the accolades will naturally will yeah. follow suit. So that's what I did for Rattlesnake, which I'm most nominated for now. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got the award for. Yeah, that's what I, I won the award for. Um, the AMVCAs and of course the Septimus Awards. It was both. They were, uh, they were both awards were for Rattlesnake. So where the where the real work happened was behind the scenes for Rattlesnake. So I didn't have to pray so much for the AMVCAs. Once God blessed me with a project that would bring the AMVCAs, it just sort of happened. So it's like it's like a seed, right? Rattlesnake yeah. was a seed that is now dominating to create all this giant mm -hmm. tree and creating all this fruit. So the awards are the fruits, the accolades are the fruits. The, the work really is getting on that project. Mm -hmm. And that was like breaking it for me. Wow, uh, amazing stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was really inspired by the vision board. You know, you just should, <laughs> and, I, and I and I know everyone. You know, um, watching this, uh, also inspired or listening, are inspired by by that. Okay, guys, uh, I've been speaking with Stan Inzay, uh, AMBCA award winner. Uh, you know, uh, it's so uh, it's so nice to have him on the show today. He's been talking about his life, his faith, his career, and now we're going to be talking about his marriage in a in, in his marriage in a moment. Uh, but before before I go into you know talking about your marriage and all that, uh, I want to, want to ask you: um, Do you have a mentor, um, Stan? Do you have someone you look up to, a role model? In, yeah. In, so, uh, RMD, Richard Moffat, that manager, is one of the people that really inspire me, and I look up to i've not had so much time with him but every time i have it's like a treasured moment to to receive and to adore um if i of course Jesus, i adore but you know how you will know what i mean yeah um, so yeah. yes richard yeah richard Mufeda, i mean oh, he has a career yeah. okay so then denzel washington yeah but I you know how it's easier <laughs> yes yeah so why RMD is close to home is that he's reachable. I mean, it's accessible yeah, for yeah. me. And and if you know, for RMD, I know that he, what I like most about the RMD's career is the fact that he's like fine wine. He's been able to re evolve over the years. He's been able to, you know, be young and be great, yeah. be middle yeah, and be great and be, yeah, and still, still stay relevant. So that's sort of uh, the career I, I want. That's how I want my career to look, and even more because, of course, the glory of the later days will be greater than that of the former. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's going uh, to be greater. Wow! Awesome stuff. Uh, great. Okay, so um, now let, let's talk about um, your marriage, right? Uh, someone asked me to um, ask you uh, about your YouTube channel, and it's really buzzing. Mm -hmm. 
you know, your YouTube channel is one of the most visited <laughs> YouTube channels. We you thank know, God. We thank God. We <laughs> thank God. Really, I mean, uh, I know a lot of folks who will be enjoying your on your YouTube channel. You know, um, and I mean, it's, it's so amazing. So now, uh, you know, about, you, you're married to an amazing woman. Uh, yes, really, yes, yes. Amazing. And interestingly, I, I didn't, I didn't know how up close until you, you both got married, and and I, and I, and I realized that this woman is a woman of value. You know, it's yes, so amazing. Yes. And I, and I can see she's taking good care of you. She's trying. <laughs> she's, she's trying her best. Oh my! It's Jesus that is taking care of me. Uh, she's just the the. She's just the source. No, no, Jesus is, is she's the uh, channel. Channel, yeah. Channel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah. But, so if, if I may ask you, um, Stan, uh, what role would you say your faith, you know, played in, in, in you getting married to a blessing? Um, so faith played a huge role because I mean I didn't even I didn't connect with her outside of faith. Um, I'd, I'd known her for a bit, even before we really, really connected. Um, so I have a, 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 a me and a, a, some of our friends, like entertainment friends, um, we used to come together to pray like um, every Friday, yeah? And she was a part of that meeting and wow. I was a part of the meeting. So it was sort of a place for us to, um connect on a deep level um for me why i would say that faith played a huge role i met i connected with with my wife at a at a point where i was the most vulnerable in life and then i was just connecting with her based on friend uh, being a friend i mean after they were, so this meeting i'm talking about that happened that yeah. happens every Friday. There was a Friday she missed and I had shared some deep things to the fellowship about some of the struggles I had. And so when, because she wasn't there, I think it was during that week, I was, I was now just thinking of some of the things that I have shared and some of the things that I feel led to just share with people and have people and be accountable to people basically. And, um, Maybe if I knew that I was going to get married to her, I would have been skeptical. I would probably have been saying, ha, let me know, guys, share something. So they didn't know. Um, so, but for me, it was, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to be real. I was tired of faking it. I was tired of being what I was not or making people feel like I was this and I was not. So I wanted people to know my genuine struggles. Guys, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I want to change from. This is my fallen man. I don't, I no longer want to be like this. I want to be like Christ. And if I'm going to be more like Christ, I will need people to be accountable to. I will need people to say, Stan, you can't do this. Stan, I will need people to be able to confess to when I fall. So she happens to be one of those people. So right now, my wife knows. So that's sort of set a pedestal for us. And it was not, it's no longer hard to share anything. I've shared my deepest secret with her. So now I don't know if the thing I want to do now we go be the thing say ah you don't mess up you know people you know so she knows every and every and it was because of my faith it was as a base it was on the grounds of 
the word of God and what God, Christ has said about accountability that I'm doing this. So in, of course, we became very good friends and you know, things evolved from friends to, you know, dating. And then, you know, all these conversations that I want to tell you something, there's no more I want to tell you something because I already told you everything. You know? <laughs> so it's sort of, it's sort of yeah. just, you know, eased everything out, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, but uh, if I just to um, ask this, yeah, at what point did you really um, know that she, she was the woman that was meant for you? Um, at what point? At the point where I faced the most challenges, because I sort of faced a, a couple of challenges with, even with the relationship. We broke up at, at a certain time, you know, off and on. Um, it, it was December 2020. It was like, you know what, that stretch of final battle, if I come out of this, I'm done. I'm doing this, you know? So I think it was, it was 2020. Um, and it felt like, you know, for me too, it felt like it was never going to happen because the physical things were, were not saying the, were not aligning to, to marriage or we're not aligning to this is what it will be, you know? Um, I know that I, I, I seek the face of God. I went into three days dry fasting. I didn't hear another, you know, like, oh, I was hoping that God will appear in my dream. I just say, send the angel, no angel appeared, nothing. You know, but what I took out of that is I had peace of mind. Like I had genuine peace. Mm. And what God also did for me is that he exposed her weaknesses, you know, mm. her faults, you know, all the things that I feel like if I find this out in marriage, is something, something that might break me, I found mm. out even before we got married. So it's like, these are the things. Are you okay with these things? If you say yes, then fine. But if you say these things are deal breakers for you, then mm. we might as well call it great. So I saw everything, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, so it was, I think it was after that December 2020, I knew that in my head, I, I was not looking for when, when to propose. I bought my ring in, in January or so. I bought the ring in January. I was not waiting for the day to propose. It didn't happen until May, May 2021. And then we got married. So to show that already it was proposed, we got married in less than three months after I said I, wow. said I proposed. We got married. I proposed on my birthday, May 15th. June, May, June, July, August, September 11th, we were married. Mm. Yeah, so about three months. Oh, Grace, Grace. I, I feel tempted asking you to sort of encourage um, single guys out there who are sort of dilly dallying, you know, when mm. should, um, you know, just, um, you know, um, you know, strike. Choose a life, but yeah. So the thing is, the thing is, uh, um, there's no hard and fast rule to what exactly. I'm, I'm not going to say now. It's exactly what I did, or this how. The, the 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 key thing is knowing God, knowing God, and getting married to someone that knows God, mm. listening to God and obeying God, because I'm a man after God's heart. God will not let me get into a marriage that would destroy me. Mm. I mean, and I'm not saying that I think sometimes we try to focus on the wrong things. Uh, oh, 
height, color, yeah. those things are great, but that's not what is most important. And even by a sick first, you need car, eh? but sick first is the kingdom. And this car, so it's not saying that you will not drive a good car, but can you leave that and do the one that is most important? The reason why we are here, what's the essence of all the cars that you're going to drive if after everything you're six feet under the ground? Hmm. If six feet under the ground is the most important goal in life, think about it. Oh, I don't have a child. I don't have a child. Oh, you're born. Great. That vision don't come out. Hey, you never go secondary school. You never go secondary school. Oh, you go. School fees don't come. You pass up and you go. Ah, you don't have a job. You don't have a job. You get work. Oh, yes. We never chop. We never chop. Oh, the food come. That vision is gone. You don't chop up. You do, you do, you marry, you don't marry. After you travel, I've not gone to Eiffel Tower. I've not done Dubai. You do all those things after everything. The vision is to go to the grave. So if there's a life after now, why am I killing myself over these things that are temporal mm. and losing sight of the actual goal? So I think if, if we have that mindset, it will help us. Yeah. Some, some things that will not be so much of a challenge anymore. You know, so make God, Jesus the center. Make Jesus the center, you know. And it's not about when you want to get married. A friend of mine just put it this way. You don't, you don't start looking for God when you're trying to make the most important decision in your life. Mm. You should have found him way before then. He should have been advising you on jo jo um, a choice of job, choice of what to where to work. You should have been hearing from God on the most little things. You should have been hearing and obeying diligently years before that, moments before that, before you now say you want to now tell God to ask to tell you who to marry. Mm. You know, so there are things, there are things you should have been doing at the, in the background before that. So um find god first find yourself first you know i know that i, I always tell my wife before even before we go my sometimes they say oh you're my happiness i say i'm not your happiness jesus is your happiness find that settle it uh, so that the day me too i'll be getting the day I, i'm not all right the day i have scores you know now say because i'm not happy you are not happy mm -mm. jesus is the foundation is your happiness every he's the center every other thing revolves around that the reason I'm not going to, be, going to be cranky when I wake up in the morning is that I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength and he renews my joy every morning. I take from that and that is it's from that joy I have in Christ that I can now designate and, 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 and you can experience my joy. You know, so I yeah. think that's what people need to concentrate on first. Discovering God and discovering themselves, being whole on themselves and they can now, it's with that you can now, now attract the one that will become your life partner. Um, I also advise be friends, be friends, be open, be genuine. Um, the reason that things will come as a shocker to your partner in marriage is the fact that you, you, were, you were scared. I'd rather that a, a, an engagement breaks because of some of the things that I was willing to share before we got married, that will now wait 10 years into marriage, will not start sharing some deep things and will not make it so difficult for the other party. You know, let's be genuine and you know, experience real love and show real love. It is is in real love. I'm not saying feelings now. Feel you, not feel you. Agape, because it's you cannot you cannot love 
You cannot love anyone outside love of Christ. Because the truth is, the one that is new every morning is the love of Christ. That one, after sex, it don't disappear. You're wondering, what is this person doing on my bed? <laughs> so how long are you going to do that? How, how long do you think that that can sustain you? 50 years? 75? It's not sustainable. The love that is sustainable in marriage is agape. You know, the love, love your, um, love your neighbor as Christ, or love your brother as Christ has loved the church. So that, that's the one that, that sustains. So you need to find that first. Make that the basis, the foundation, and then you can find someone that will complement that. Wow, wow, this has been a, a very inspiring um, conversation, Stan. Uh, should we bring this to a wrap? And I just have like two or three questions to um, wrap this up with. Um, thank you so much for your time, really. Uh, thank you. Okay, so, yeah, let's just talk about, um, okay, you, you guys have a YouTube channel. Someone asked me to mm -hmm. ask you, this, uh, why did you set up a YouTube channel? And, uh, you know, you and your website of a YouTube channel, like what, what was the reason behind it? Okay, we're studying um, in this book. We've been studying from elevation. So during the beginning of the year, um, elevation was doing um, devotionals with um, a proposed, the, the proposed living life by Rick oh, Warren. Yeah, right. Yes, and I know that one of the chapters was talking about. I can't remember the heading now. Was talking basically talking about making the best of your potentials. Uh, he talked about the parable of the pa talents and mm. how the one that got one, the got you know, and it was basically from there that we, we started thinking about the different things. We've just spoken about it randomly, but we're still thinking about the different things we can do to harness the things that God has put in our hands. I said, great. So we talked about our ministry right from our, um, the session we had with Pastor Godman, um, um, marriage class and counseling about, you know, the assignments we had having a, a, a marriage vision, what we had in store for. I mean, you so thought about in, the course you did. Sorry, the Americos, that was also one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was the Americos, actually. So it was from the Americos, we knew that we had to write a vision about our family, the things we wanted to do. So out of our vision as a family, we knew that we had a ministry together. And um, part of this ministry will be reaching out to people and changing lives. So... We thought about it. How is it, how is it best? We're already in media. We have access to cameras. We have access to, you know, making films that will transform people, you know, and in that avenue, YouTube is huge. We can be doing some of these other films instead of looking for where to sell it. We put it on YouTube. Um, just things. And I remember when we were going to start that YouTube channel, I was still racking my head on what exactly to do because we didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to put. We didn't know what to do. I said, okay, let's do skits. Let's call Zendiala. <laughs> Zubi Maike, he has followers on on YouTube, he will help us. I said, okay, brother Shaggy, brother Shaggy has been calling me to do skits for him. Let's, let's feature him, you know? Back and forth, back and forth, no one was working. I said, okay, let's do this. Uh, at, a, at a point, I even gave up. I said, I'm not even trying again. Sometimes we'll try to do it because it's so difficult to record because our schedules are different, right? So, so sometimes she's shooting, I'm not shooting. Sometimes I'm shooting. Sometimes both of us are shooting. We're tired, we come back at night. So it's hard to, to do these things. At the point, I said, I'm not going to try to make this YouTube thing work again. I've tried twice. I, mean, I think people were on a standby camera, but maybe she didn't come back early. So yeah. I think after a while, she just said, okay, don't worry, I'll, I'll organize this one. If you have pure this is so they will make it happen. We'll make it happen, but we don't know what we'll talk about. 
So I know that she now said that um, she knows that a lot of people have been asking questions on because we didn't make our relationship public. We left it a bit really private and nobody knew we were getting married until like a day before we got married. So a lot, there were a lot of people that were yearning to know how did you guys meet? How did you guys keep yeah. this marriage a secret? This, this, this. Uh, a lot of media houses were asking us to come and share it as an exclusive with them, you know? And we said, instead of sharing an, this exclusive with these media houses, how about we share this exclusive on our channel? Never heard the first story of how we met. And that was it. We recorded the very first one, Clueless. One of the camera, the lens was dirty. If you watch the first, very first episode, it looks so different from what it looks like now. We also let us even do it. Instead of procrastinating, let's try even do something and put this thing out. And that was how we wow. did it. First day, and, and when we were posting it, I said, ah, even if it gets to 1,000 views or 2,000, we are fine. Ah, ah. First 10 minutes, within one hour, we are doing 2,000 views. Ah, that, that night, the first night we dropped it. If I wanted to drop it on, on, on Friday, it didn't work. Saturday, it didn't work. Uh, we always announced on our page that we're opening a YouTube channel. <laughs> People are asking, where is the channel now? You say you open, you drop the thing. In fact, we now put the link, we open the channel without any content, we put the link. People are now going to follow the channel without <laughs> even having anything. But as soon as we dropped the first stuff, it was like, boom. I can't even remember. I know that the first day, after the first night, we were like at over 30K views. It was like 38K views. As I posted it again, that day it got to 100K views. After that day, it was just green. Now it's almost like 600, over 600K views now. Um, you know, and that and it's uh, it's been five months, been about five months now, about four, almost five months. Yeah, yeah. And that's how videos people stay clamoring for more. We just made it a series of just sharing the entire story, right from when we met to when we got married. And I think that's where we are now. Where we are <laughs> where we got married because we're actually gonna share stories on our honeymoon because people are already asking. You say you will share story on your honeymoon, we'll still share that. But right now we're doing a series on, um, you know, sharing people, other people's marital experience. I mean, wow. we just have about 10 months experience. So we have wow. people that are more experienced in this wow. marriage thing. So we bring them on the show just to share their own struggles. How wow. has it been? They said that the first two years is their toughest. How was your first two years? Hmm. Is this possible? Because I think a lot of people see a lot of marriages that are not working, forgetting that there are a lot yeah. that, that yeah. are working yeah. and nobody's even talking about it. So that's what we've been focusing on. So instead of focusing on the ones that are not working, we're focusing on the ones that are working and we're drawing strength from that. Wow, fantastic stuff. Um, thank you so much, um, Stan. I'm sure um, the viewer who sent in that question will be happy mm. <laughs> you know, with your response. Okay, so um, yeah, my last two questions. Uh, what is that one experience that um, really um, shook your faith in God? What would you say that experience is? One experience that really shook my faith. Um, so, I mean, before I became really strong, I already mentioned that my sister has cerebral palsy. Oh. Um, and this was right from birth, right from when I was a kid. So I wouldn't say that that shook my faith, but it sort of just brings up questions. You know how I'm feeling like, God, you can do everything, right? Mm. 
and I know that you have done so much for me. I live in divine health. It's been like 12 years and counting. I've not tested paracetamol, Panadol, or any of those. But my sister is still living in this condition. You know, so sometimes I'm wondering, I, I, I would just, you know how you just ask this genuine question. It's just that you cannot do this one, or you don't want to do this one, or you rather not do this one, or there are things that we have not done to require that you do this one. You know, it sort of shakes me sometimes. Um, but it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't taken from my faith because um, at every time I ask this question, there's always something comforting that, I mean, I've heard of pastors too that will perform miracles, but maybe they have so so, so issues that God has still not. So, I mean, he's cabiosi. I mean, yeah, you can't, can't I, I don't have all the answers, but one thing I know is that God is faithful. God is powerful. God is a loving God. Everything he does is good. If not for anything, maybe there's something I'm not doing right. But until I discover all these things, he is good. Like I, I was asking my friends during our last video, I said to them, for people that are facing challenges, what would you do differently? How would you be fixing your circumstance if you knew that your, your light was at the end of the year? If God, you know that you know that he has opened your eyes, you have seen that they, by the end of this year, you will be one of the greatest men ever lived on earth. Would you be so bothered about the situation of now, really? Will you be so cranky about it? Will you be throwing, throwing tantrums? How dare you do this project like this? Will you be so angry? I put it this way. If somebody gave, gave you a G-Wagon for free now, tear up by everything, and... Somebody mistakenly throws your iPhone 11 on the floor and the screen smashes. Do you think you'll be so angry at the... What's in the iPhone? I will fix that. I'm that one. So the reason that sometimes and most times we act up in the face of challenges is that we don't even know God or we don't trust. We don't believe that he has sorted it out. He gave me an illustration in church sometime about the the miracle of the five loaves of bread and two fish. Um, what do you think the attitude of the 300 man? He said he fed 5,000 men, right? Yeah. What would be the attitude of the 300 man when they were given the 10th man? Bearing in mind, there were just five loaves of bread and two fish. How would the 4,000th man he said he asked all of them to sit down. They all sat. And then they started sharing. He tells me one thing. He said, he said to me, the reason that you are cranky and the reason that you don't, you, you're going to fight over the first man getting the fish right now and bread is that you don't believe that's enough to satisfy all of you. Mm. You don't believe it. Mm. You don't have faith. If you knew that these five loaves of bread and two fish will feed these 5,000 men here, everybody will be seated. Knowing that I don't care how much man A wants to eat, he will get to man Z. I don't care how man 10 wants to eat, though, my own will reach me. He said they had leftovers. It was 
12 buckets, it was plenty. Mm. It went wrong. So they had faith. They had faith to be able to sit and know that this man will do this thing. So the reason that you are cranky right now is that you don't know that God will do this one before. You don't think it's never going to end. Because if you knew that this thing, this challenge had an end, you will not be acting up right now. When that phone cracked, you already know, just give God praise. Say, Why would I be giving God praise? My phone just cracked. I beg, I beg, don't tell me that thing. Don't tell me that you go fix my phone. See, uh, uh, this mirror where I just fix now, you don't enter traffic, they just pass out. I beg, I beg, don't tell me. I don't live, not because I'm a Christian, no. Do this thing, I beg, give me my money. Because you don't know. So most times, those circumstances are even opportunities for us to preach the gospel and let our lives do the preaching. How much is 18,000? How much is iPhone 11 screen? I'm not saying it's not money, but placed in the scheme of things and the things that are yeah. important. How important is it? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so, so someone is just really being touched by, by what you just shared. Really, um, thank you so much, Stan. You, you've been so thank you for having me. You've been so inspiring. Um, yeah, this is not really an important question, but what is your favorite food? Beans and plantain. Even though I think it, I, I don't know if I've had it so much, I think it's almost going to be changing. I'm looking for new food, but for now, it's still plantain. Cool stuff. Well, you want to, you, you to send me some food. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're, one of your fans is planning a, in a bag of beans. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you send me That's some bags of beans, I will I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, your favorite Bible character? Uh, Joseph. Joseph, because I think my my career too, and my I I'm a minister in the marketplace, so we yeah. sort of have similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, what are the major principles you live by? Um, I, I feel I feel like saying not take life so seriously, <laughs> but it will look like I'm a, I'm a serious person. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what's what's that can happen? It's a day at a time, right? It's not it's not that serious. The most important thing is the end. So whatever happens now, I need to be out of it. I'm just, my wife says that like, that's my most favorite phrase. What's the, what's the most? It's not that bad. You know, we're not dead. We're alive. We'll come through it. You know, so I, I think you live. Great stuff. I cannot be doing anything, but it's easy peasy. Easy does it. Great stuff. Uh, thank you so much, Stan. I mean, <laughs> we've really. We really had a good time, you know, um, you know, on, on this episode, and I really can't thank you once again enough for the time you've really spent with me today. Uh, I've, personally, I've been inspired myself. I've been, I've been touched. I've been uh, glad, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's been nice speaking with you. Um, so we should bring this to a wrap. But I just wanted to like speak a word of blessing to your listeners, people who haven't seen you in this form. I want, I want them to see you, you know, speak a blessing to them you know, uh, and uh, really, please go ahead. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to bless you for this opportunity to tabernacle with you. Oh Lord, I pray this moment for everyone listening to this and everyone that will ever come across this, that they will know you for who you really are, that they would have 
a personal encounter that you give each and every one of them a personal encounter as they start to yearn and hunger for you it will be new every morning and they will meet you and you will meet them at the point of how they have hungered for you in the mighty name of jesus he said that we should seek we will find we should knock and the door will be open to us let this be their testimony right now in the mighty name of jesus amen and thank you so much um, stan thank you to all my listeners and viewers um we've been speaking with um stan Unze, an amazing um, nollywood actor international actor uh whom god is really using you know um you know, in, in the global space. And we're so happy to have him on the show, you know, share with us um, the amazing stuff, um, you know, that God is doing through him and with him. Um, my name is Shino, and I'm sure you've been blessed today. And I just want to encourage you to please um, hit the share button. Let someone else get blessed by what you have just listened to. Uh, you can also follow Stan Unze on social media. I think Stan underscore Unze or Stan Unze. Um, Stan Unze on Instagram, Stan underscore Unze on Twitter. Then okay. of course, Stan Unze, Facebook, Stan Unze, TikTok. Yeah, your YouTube channel, um, the Unze, um, right? The Unze is the yeah. Awesome. Please follow him and also get more inspiration, uh, you know, and all that. I mean, thank you so much, Stan. Um, please, our regards to your amazing wife. Uh, really Good appreciate yeah. letting you be on the call today. All right. All Until right. I call you next time, guys, um, stay blessed and, you know, Keep God at the center of everything you do. Bless.